0: Welcome to the RBA Returners Podcast, your number one source for all things Final Fantasy TCG, sponsored by Ultimate Guard.
1: All the above. All the above. <clears throat> but I'm more of a, John, I'm more of a E? Option E being back for the next episode of the RVA Returns Podcast.
0: <laughs> is, was Holy that, that's option shit. E. We're coming fast. That's <laughs> option E. <laughs> Alright. Oh, so uh, well, uh, I mean, look, Oh, listen. that's now. That's now.
1: That is now. <laughs> option E is option now. Apocalypse now. Whatever, whatever you want to call it. Whatever you want to call it. We are back. We are back braiding up episode. Uh,
0: John, I feel like
1: we're we're, we're back on a frequency. We, we were just here, like, a couple weeks ago, I, I
0: feel like. Yeah. I mean, hey, Chris, we're coming up um, on the other side of some big competitive events, coming up with another it official sure event here, are, and then looking down the barrel of um, the next competitive season, so. <clears throat> oh, baby. Oh, uh see. you know, oh, can't As things get active, we uh, we get active, bro.
1: It's morphin' time, but I, I do want to start. Um, by saying I apologize for coughing, hacking, sniffling, sneezing, stuffy head, achy fever. I couldn't rest sounds because I am just like everybody else on God's green. I stupidly went to visit family over the holiday. You know, I came back with the with the, the fake COVID, the great value COVID, which isn't, you know, I tested negative, but I feel like shit. And it all—it looks like a duck, it walks like a duck. It's great value, COVID.
0: It's not a very great value. It's—it's it's
1: not. It is—it is, it is the, the EV is not there, not there at all. But of course, like I said, RVA Returners Podcast. We're going to do our best to work through the—you know—to to clean up these streets. I'm your host, Chris Adams. With me, as always, Badge Gun, mask on the face because he's healthy as a horse. John Schreiner, say hi to everybody.
0: Hey everybody! Oh, sorry,
1: hey, everybody.
0: Oh yes, yeah. yes, <laughs>
1: yes. But we're not, we're not alone, John. We, uh, you know, we we're, we're rounding things out. You know, we, you know, we're on we're on the North American tour. You know, I'm driving the tour bus, <laughs> but we didn't. We're not getting far. We're still in the great state of North Carolina because we have a special guest with us. The last, but certainly not least, member of Team North America. Mr. Mike Powell, Mr. Mike Powell, say hi to everybody in that sweet Southern voice you have, son.
2: Howdy, howdy, everybody! Oh man,
3: we've
0: completed the set, Chris. I mean, your your Infinity Gauntlet <laughs> uh, is is powered up, right?
1: Yeah, I, we need we need like. Oh, well, I'm sitting here with a Don Bernice McNugget buddy. I wish we would have had Team North America McNugget buddies. That would have been dope.
0: <laughs> Artists, you you have your assignment.
1: There it is. There it <laughs> is, Team North America McNugget Buddies. Now we've got the, you know, we've got Mike Powell here. We've got the Chase Nugget, sir. We did it. <laughs> we've got... We did it. We, we what did do you dip in, scent,
0: like you... Mike? Oh, that um, what, what sauce question. do you dip in? Yeah.
3: Damn, that's tough. Um, usually I go for sweet and sour. Mm. Um, okay, because that's what Amethyst likes, so if there's any sauce left over... She'll she'll
0: definitely snatch him up. but <laughs> so that's, that's been like a uh, pragmatic choice for you over the years. Is what I'm hearing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. This is man, he he see and that's that kind of strategy, Chris that gets you that's right onto the North American Worlds team.
1: Oh man, see see you're a good one because I usually pick the sauce that my wife doesn't like that way I get more of it.
0: <laughs>
1: but that's why I'm not on team North America. <laughs>
0: That's a garage gang attitude right there. That's
1: a <laughs> garage gang attitude. That's right. <laughs> Holy shit. But, uh, you know, we've actually still got a lot to talk about. You know, we um, obviously want to follow, you know, Mike's journey over in Japan, uh, you know, as he navigated the world stage, which, again, I want to say a huge congratulations to you, uh, you know, for making it that far. You had a hell of a run this year, and I actually can't wait to hear about you know, everything we're going to talk about, matchups, deck choices, you know, any testing you did to get there. Um, and then we're going to, um, you know, then we're going to talk about, as far as main topics, so we're going to transition from that to, you know, John, it's a new year. New year, new us. Happy New Year, boys, by the way. How how, how did I not mention that right now?
0: Happy New back? Year, King. Yeah. yeah. Happy New Year.
1: Indeed. Indeed. Hope you all had a wonderful holiday. Hope you all got all the trucks and dinosaurs you were. But, um, but <clears throat> excuse me, I say all that to say. You know, 2024, new year, new goals. You know, new comp season coming up. What's the goal? I imagine they're going to be pretty similar, but, you know, we'll see. But, you know, we'll get to all that. But, uh, you know, first we got some info. We got some some information. Maybe it's hot off the presses. I don't know. This It's Sunday, so you get a morning paper. You get an afternoon paper. But there's only one place you can go get that information. And Mr. Powell, ace reporter on the street, I need to know. Where do we go to get all the -the up-to-the-minute information on the Final Fantasy trading card game? The news! Alright, and as always, we're going to get started here. I think I hear a faint rustling of documents here in the background. I uh, I think our number one candidate is ready to hit the podium and give us the Octagon State of the Union.
0: All right, Chris. Uh, um, We've got I've got stacks of documents this week because we are. uh... Oh Oh, wait. Oh, oh, hold on. These are. Nope, that's not right. Oh this okay sorry yeah do th- you know what all those were chris winter cup documents because man we are getting so ready to host a big a big event this Holy weekend shit. um but for the octagon state of the union man it is good as always you know uh things have been progressing along in this set i think that we mentioned it on the last um cast but i will mention it again as it's been a few weeks and the trend continues chris that every single week um this season or, or i mean to say this set right um has been a different deck that has won the weekly event for us uh and it, it continues to be true we just had lightning fire with all of the new like type zero guys um take it this week was very interesting to see and and it's interesting because you're seeing these people like very much the meta decks are represented and people are adapting to those and like even something like this lightning fire type zero deck that is maybe not so much on people's radar um you know, there's the card, like, the new, I think it's 9, has, like, a, a free ability to just, like, dull a guy um, on both turns. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, you can do it once a turn, so um, it feels a lot like kind of, like, the dancer type stuff. Like, oh, you dull their most important guy to attack on their turn, then on your turn you dull another blocker. So it's, like, not just aggressive, but it helps them stabilize against those early, like, attack strategies for things like Rufus Rug decks and another Warrior of like 7 decks. And it's just interesting to see how people continue to be creative and find solutions to... Metagame problems, and um, it, you know, continues to show that not only are people trying things, and they're always digging for gold on uh, the Octagon events, but that the, they do find nuggets from time to time. So, oh brother,
1: because we know the RVA returning weekly, it is it is just an old prospector. It's an old mining town from the 1890s, brother. You, you don't come if you're not digging for gold.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and um, yeah, it's 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 people all out there. There's panning and panning and panning through dirt. And, you know, eventually, Chris, you see a shiny little nugget in there every once in a while. and uh, You're, out there.
1: You're out there like, oh, Gus Jiggins. digging for gold. <laughs> yeah.
0: It uh, continues to um, surprise me in a good way. You know that people are always cool. finding something new to succeed with. And um, we That's love cool. that. So, yeah, I mean, come on down. It's every Wednesday, 7 o'clock. Uh, totally free to play. And uh, not only can you maybe. see the the past and the present, but maybe you get to peep the future.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely! You know, we all know it's where it's where champions are forged.
0: This is true. Yeah, anybody paying attention to uh, to the weekly leading up to Worlds would absolutely have been aware of like uh, mono discards and wall seven type decks. You know, it's like that kind of stuff is uh, people people are testing those ideas somewhere before they get to the places and not always. Full saturation, but, you know, you keep your eyes open and you'll get to see those ideas kick around uh, on the online weekly, too.
1: Absolutely. You know, and from from a weekly to a, uh, you know, to an official event. Uh, John, holy shit. I don't know if, uh, if your calendar is the same as mine today is. Uh, I, I, I hope it is. Uh, my 1992 Royal Rumble calendar says today is January 14th. Uh, that puts us at like T minus six days for the
0: Winter Cup. It it is here. Yeah, man. Uh it is going to be this weekend at Game Theory, our local game store here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh the host of the Raleigh Materia Cup. For anybody who came down to that or to the uh the Esper series more recently. Um well, not more recently than the Materia Cup, but the most recent large uh RVA event that we held that wasn't in a brewery. Um <laughs> so yeah, it's been it's been crazy getting ready for it man um i was at the store for locals yesterday and they kind of were like hey come back here for a second and they just like gesture at the mountain of shit (laughs) that square sent us to give out to people um all kinds of stuff man uh every person who attends this event will be leaving with stuff um you know more than just your your entry matt i mean like you know we've got We've got all kinds of prizes to give out to people for all kinds of reasons. So it's going to just be uh, a really fun community event. I think Square has done a lot to give us a lot of stuff to make sure everybody has a good time or feels successful at this. And um, while there are definitely like cool trophies and and awesome prizes for the top spots, everybody's going to get a little something for sure uh, this weekend. And I think that's going to be great. And it's exactly the kind of off-season community event that we haven't been able to officially have in in years, Chris. Um, I mean, you know, they they basically had to cancel the fan fest. Then after, as the years went by, they kind of gave us like the reunion or the re-raise kits. And people were doing these events like, let's not forget, you know, R3, R4, um, being held by Mm -hmm. James and and the guys out in Legendary Wolf Games and trying to do these off-season events when there wasn't anything cooking officially. Um, but what's awesome about this is this is official, man. So we we not only have yep. stuff to give out to people, but we have like official prize support to give out to people. Um, I don't think it's a secret anymore at this point that, that prize support includes things that were created for the 2020 Crystal Cup season that never got into players' hands. So that includes uh, the character play mats with all the art from each of the different uh, Desidia basically character selections they made for the different Crystal Cups. So you know, there's like a Kuja mat, a Squall mat, Terra mat. Um, you know, just like all these different characters, and Mike, I think they they gave you guys a selection of some of these uh, worlds, right? So you might remember some more of the characters.
3: Yeah, they um, there's a Garland one, Ooh. um, a Cloud oh. one. Oh, well, uh, there you cause... go. There's quite a few. Yeah,
0: yes, this, it's cool because it's like you know one of the things about Final Fantasy is everybody's got like their favorite character or game, um, and a lot of these characters don't get you know merchandise or playmats or stuff like that, so um uh yeah we're getting we've got a bunch of that stuff to give out we've got you know promos at the wazoo so if you've been having trouble oh, getting promos uh locally recently you know we've got a lot of those to give away um yeah man they they sent all kinds of different like deck boxes like tchotchkes it's it's uh you know how they, they like to get them keychains involved <laughs> it's a oh, little bit baby. of everything a little bit of everything so um it's to the point, Chris, where on Friday I'm going to have to go to the store and literally take inventory so that I can make sure oh. we give everything out because <laughs> it's so much stuff. If we don't organize it, it's just like I'll be giving something out every 30 minutes and I'll still have a pile of stuff at the end. So we're going to have to oh, – uh, Yeah, we will be absolutely loading up all the sides and all the events going on this weekend, and it's going to be a great time. If you weren't able to get a ticket for the – teams event on saturday um you can absolutely come on sunday you did not need to buy a ticket for the teams event to play in the side events or anything going on on sunday also um you know if you're in the area and you're able to attend and you're thinking about it uh, there are a couple teams who are having like last minute issues or sometimes people drop out stuff comes up so um there are i think there are some people looking maybe for a couple spots or flex spots so please uh you know, put yourself out there. It's the only way that you're going to get the opportunity. And I think that, um you know, we really just want to make sure that we're having a good time with as many people as we can this weekend. So, um, oh,
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: But, yeah, we will be streaming that on, on the RVA stream. So it will be on twitch.tv slash RVA Snugsy. We'll be streaming on Saturday and Sunday. Last cast, Chris, I didn't let you... Do the announcement, and uh, I'm glad because one of those two people <laughs> did did not end up being able to make it. Yeah, uh, oh boy, so, thank goodness. Yes, so um, now we can officially announce we have got commentary for the Winter Cup is going to be uh, Emo Tempest, Mister Siordia from down in Florida, and uh, Chris. Oh my goodness, are my notes correct? The chief, yeah, we've
1: got a we've got a la- last minute addition. The uh, the chief. Is, uh, is coming out of retirement for some commentary this weekend. The innovator himself, Mr. Adam Lane.
0: We Adam joined, Lane, uh, dude,
1: John Yeah, yeah, I can't He'll be wait. there in full effect.
0: Yeah and then of course uh, Adam Duncan our other other longtime absolute pillar of the returners team uh, will be on support and also helping out uh tag in and out for for Mr. Lane as Mr. Lane is uh, we we definitely just kind of gave this to him uh last <laughs> we were going to have Mr. Duncan and Mr. of but then you know when when the chief comes into town you got to you got to show him the respect he deserves
1: yeah, absolutely. Well, the thing is, John, I was actually going to wait and tell him until, you know, not tell him until we were across state
0: lines. So, well, that's, usually, it. that's usually what we do to him.
1: <laughs> right, that, that's, that's usually what we do, but uh, I, but there was like an issue, like Adam Duncan might not have been able to commit full time, and mm-hmm. then we were like, alright, well, we're, we're going to be, we could possibly be short a guy, and then when Adam was like, yeah, dude, I'm coming, 100%, I'm coming, I was like, excellent. We, uh, how do you feel about doing commentary with John Siordia? And he was like, oh, cool, okay, cool. He's like, He's like, what do I need to know? He's like, I, all I know is, he. See, what did he message me? He said, I know that seven drop wall is busted as shit, but that's about <laughs> all I boom. know. boom, there you go, dude. He's like, halfway there. I was like, that's all you need to know. Look, like, we'll, You're we'll, great. <laughs> we'll, we'll catch five.
0: him up to speed on Friday, dude. It'll, you know, he, he's, uh, the thing about the players, they've been around the block, this man has so many hours of commentary under his belt that uh, he, he really just needs to mad libs, right? He just needs you to fill in the, the nouns, and then he can figure out the rest. <laughs>
1: absolutely a a classic one-two punch so it'll be nice to have him in there um it'll be a great time just a great celebration of homies uh just you know just a way to you know grease us all up for um you know for next season um there will be some omissions i know uh mr irving diaz our tribal chief will not be there i know he got stuck working
0: well it's tricky uh, right it's it's at the time of year that's a little bit hard for people to make a travel commitment right after they probably made a recent travel commitment and um and unfortunately, the only available Winter Cup is all the way here on the East Coast. So I know there's some people out in California yep. or on the West Coast. Um, like our, our one missing world's competitor, Viridian, is uh, unable to attend because it just is is a little too far and a little too who? soon. So yeah, who? <laughs> who? <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, we're, but we we're will have
1: uh, you know a nice presence from the Midwest. You know, Cody uh, Cody mm-hmm. Snodgrass will be there. KP Chris Lopez. We'll have some a uh, uh, Square Enix employee, some, Matt uh, some, Rice. That's right, that's right. So there's going to be some uh, some heavy hitter out-of-towners coming to this. So, you know, again, like you said earlier, um, John, if you were ever on the fence, if you're not sure, um, the competition's going to be in the room. So if you want to get some quality games in this weekend, show up. Like, there's there's no uh, there's no reason not to. Unless mm. you are, like, sick, like sick, sick. Like, there's no reason not to show up.
0: Mm-hmm. Also, if you are <laughs> sick, sick. Don't, don't show up. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Don't show up. Do us all a favor. Don't show up.
0: Um, Uh, um, Yeah. We'll have have the stream going for you. Yeah. Um, Absolutely.
1: It's going to be a great time. Um, Yeah. Now, John, you know, one of the things, you know, not to, not to go too long winded, but you know, this is going to be really exciting because this is really, you know, the first official team event. Yeah.
0: 3v3 team event. Mm -hmm. So
1: that's huge. So, I mean, obviously three decks, no overlap. Uh, just real quick, um, what kind of things do we expect? I know there's a lot of, like, basic, you know, like the basic bitch murmurings are uh, you assign a light card to a player and that's the deck they're playing, you know, which obviously <laughs> that means you're either playing General Rug, you're playing Seven uh, Seven Drop Wall, or you're playing Shinryu. What's, what's, uh, what de- What light card are you building around it is yeah. what some people are saying.
0: Um, I think, yeah, there's a lot of different strategies to, like, how to split um, decks across three players with no overlap because it's not just that you have uh, like the same card total across three decks you know you can't each play one Amaterasu or something like that right you have to just be completely free and clear of the other people's lists because of that a lot of the the thing about these rainbow adjacent decks things like the seven cp warrior Light decks or the four cp warrior Light decks is they've got a lot of overlap on in some key cards, so there are ways to build around those overlaps, but they're not just straight up not as good as you know, obviously building with them. So I think it does. Um, it, it's a little bit of forced diversity, right? Like it it makes people break out into an option B or C that maybe are are um, not the number one thing that they think is best. Right. Or it or maybe means everybody's playing like a tier one point five uh, because three tier one point fives is maybe better than a tier one and then some like lower tier stuff. So, I mean, and again, that's all subjective and it's all every team is going to have a different strategy. Um, but, yeah, I think I think an easy place to start is by identifying what the key cards are or the cards that you think are strong enough um to play the event and then sorting them into buckets and an easy way to do that is well these light cards don't go in the same decks together and they're all good so (laughs) Uh, i i don't blame Mm -hmm. anyone whose strategy is just starting there by sorting them into three piles. um but yeah Yeah, and and
1: now one may argue okay Mm -hmm. now please go ahead no 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 no
0: no no, please chris
1: oh i was gonna say because i'll saying because one may argue that now now i'm now i'm just trying to get the juice out of them but uh but uh, Mike, what what kind of six strats are you expecting for this team event? I don't know. How, how, are are you a team event kind of guy? Have you played past trading card games where you've competed in team events? Tell me your story. I have. It's been it's been a minute though, because um,
3: <laughs> like Yukio a long time ago had a team tag team format, and I played in that Ooh. quite a bit. Um, but. As for it didn't have the same like rules about not sharing cards and stuff, so it was it was not as cool as like it's done in other games um As for what I think is probably a valid strategy for this is go into it, think about what decks you think are strong and mm-hmm. what you think other people might be playing Because, um, like. If you're going into it it's like, oh yeah, I need a deck that can beat Wall Seven. Well, only one of your opponents on the opposing team can play Wall Seven, so it's not as big a worry as it would be at a normal event. I think it um, is
0: kind of funny that it's it, it both you. You both are almost guaranteed to have Wall Seven as your opponent potentially every round, right? Like, like it will absolutely, almost absolutely, be on the team but there's only a one in three chance you play against that person on the team. <laughs> so it's <laughs> weird because you, you have to be prepared for it because the chances every time it's a chance that you play every round. But I guess it's the same as usual, right? But it, it's weird because like, you try to find like, oh, maybe I could feel a little bit safer about it, but at the same time it feels like you still have to be just as ready, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: Like I definitely, I don't think I would go into the event playing something that... Has a really bad matchup against it because mm-hmm. it's going to be popular. It, like it, it should be. If mm-hmm. it's not, then I'll be really surprised. Yeah. <laughs> um Oh, absolutely. And the I think the other two like big decks probably going into the event are the Ice Water griever deck um, that Eureka was piloting um, and Kaka. Um, I think the more recent list with the Neo X-Def and stuff, that's pretty interesting, and I think it's got a fairly good Wall 7 matchup. Um I think that's something to be aware of. If you don't have like an early answer to Griever or Neo XDef, you mm-hmm. are potentially in a lot of trouble in that against that deck. Um And then the ruggedine ice aggro decks um those are pretty brutal if you can't answer early rug turns it's gonna be a bad time um and then maybe maybe on like outside of the realm of like these early turn one i'm gonna jam a huge threat um or turn two slam a huge threat um i would say Four-Color Walls are pretty great. Like, if that deck can ever stabilize, it beats most things. Like, yeah. it just snowballs really, really hard, and it can pack so many EX Burst that it can just obliterate some of these aggro matchups through variants.
0: I think one of the toughest things for that Four-Color Warrior of Light deck, though, is robbing the 7CP wall list, or, you know, at least Alex Hancock's version of the 7cp wall list from some of its most critical cards, <laughs> like including yes, the yes. four color Gilgamesh activation, Uno wild card warrior of light. It's just like, as soon as you're like, oh, we don't have to share him, it's it's like you're kneecapping the uh, the 7cp wall deck. So it's not that I don't think people might try, um, to do both of those things at the same time, but I do wonder if one of the, the casualties of the format, um, you know, like in a single deck format, you might see that four color warrior of light deck more because people would opt to play that over seven cp wall but when a thing where every team has to split these decks up and like seven cp wall it would have to be all three people agree to not take that or at least the the quote-unquote current best version of it to play the four color warrior of light deck so it's like i think like those kinds of decisions are where it gets really tricky on the no overlap team stuff um, and it yeah. seemed even like you were saying like the griever ice deck like oh that and um and like the mono ice rug deck like even those they're not you know so many cards overlap but some key stuff and then you're just like oh yeah. man damn okay well we can't both play this so it's uh it, it is really, really interesting yeah but then there's also things that are like uh it, it pushes people to do things like mono wind right or like mono water where you're like oh what does this overlap with Nothing okay cool <laughs> uh and then you know you get like uh pick the light guy that no one's using should for you you know so I think um I think we'll see a lot of those or like mono lightning is one that people have been um it's been like just under the surface right and there's been a lot of people trying it or trying to get it there and um this is just like one of those kind of events where something that has no overlap whatsoever it might just be a pet deck or a safe pick for somebody that just uh gets its chance here because it's so unique.
1: Yep. And I I would expect people kind of to land on FF six in that same regard too. um, Just because there's zero overlap.
0: Yeah. And they Uh, might be comfortable with it from the last set too. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about an off season event where, Hey, I mean, let's be me and Mike Powell, we're sitting here. We're like, this is what's the top of the middle. You know, we're paying like attention. It's like, we're looking at uh, worlds and like this, this and that. And like, but Chris, I know the last time that you picked up a deck to play in an event was Nats, and I know if I handed you the Final Fantasy Six deck, you would just play it with no question like like you know what I mean like it doesn't matter that this stuff has happened that is developed in the meta you're just so comfortable on this yep. other deck that uh, and, and maybe the last time that you were jamming uh, it like tournament ready was right before worlds, right so I wouldn't blame people for bringing some of those like comfort picks either, uh, especially when they don't overlap at all exactly.
1: Excuse me. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I can't really can't wait to see what uh what people bring. I obviously like any old tournament, we're gonna to see suspects, but we're gonna see that like necessity pick that's gonna be like made out of it's like remember the Kathy comic strip when her mom would take a pee and all of a sudden it would turn into a roast chicken? I feel like that's what deck three is gonna be <laughs> for a lot of people. It's just gonna be like, Well, these are the scraps, well fucking here you go. Here's some hobo chili.
0: Yeah, there definitely will be, uh, it's like deck one will almost certainly be like the most meta meta thing. Deck two might just be like also that, but there's a chance, you know, you're you're out there. Dude, on I I think maybe about half of the teams, the third deck will be like, oh, all right. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, and and not that I don't think that they're all going to be like weird. I bet again, like Mike is saying, they're going to know this list of things that they're going to have to be yep. ready for and so maybe you don't have to be the best against all of them but as long as you can hang against some of them you know uh it, it'll just be an interesting day of cards that's for sure i can't wait to do the analysis on like the other side of it and see uh how it all shook out especially because this is the first team event for final fantasy tcg so
1: absolutely cool, and right, real quick rally. before we move on yeah. to uh before we move on to start talking to miss about mr powell's uh you know tokyo adventure um how are matchups going to be have, do we know how that's gonna like do do all three stand across from each other and we arm wrestle or are we gonna we gotta flip a coin is there gonna be like I'm you you brother we're gonna cut promos on each other until we decide <laughs> who's playing who or uh
0: teams are we're just gonna have um like ABC's and uh, like uh when you okay. come into the for the day and you check in and register um and then when you sit down to play it's just like the a's the b's the you know what i mean it's it's gonna be um n- none of this like stand at the table of musical chairs like wait to see who sits where and like do you know what i mean like it's uh it's one of those things like predetermined at the beginning of the day um and it, it removes a lot of the like gamesmanship or weirdness from like pe- yeah. people trying to just like yeah you know again trying to just have fun <laughs> in a in a semi-casual off-season and community celebration um and so a lot of the things that we're doing we're trying to push that angle of it right so so for example yep. um while we've never had an official team event for final fantasy there is a small section of the floor rules for it and it does say that you mm-hmm. can't communicate with your team during the match but uh come on right like this is a community uh fun season team event um the the team we talked about it and we think a lot of the excitement for us is that interaction um so we're mm-hmm. going to let people of course you know communicate during the matches and we're going to give a little bit of extra time to matches uh, uh nothing crazy you know we're not trying to push any other kinds of strategies by changing rules you know but we're going to give an extra 5 minutes on match times just um expecting there being a little bit of you know communication and stuff on on teams so um there's just been some small tweaks you know we're That's trying to yeah, we're, we're trying to make sure that we are keeping the spirit of the competition where it should be for, you know, a tournament that has some prizes on the line that, you know, people very much like to win. Absolutely. But at the same time, everybody's going to be getting something and, and like everybody's going to be doing OK. You know, uh, we'll just say with what they get um, that I am hoping that people uh, understand why we're um, not to say lax, but maybe just like a little bit more flexible on some of the things. Uh, and I think that that's kind of to be expected at one of these types of events. So, absolutely.
1: Well, it's going to be a real good time, and I know I am super excited, and I will see you lads in a week. Yeah. But you know, we're we're, we're going to go from there, John. We're gonna we're gonna hop in our way back machine, and we're gonna we're gonna take it back about thirty or so days. Oh shit, more than that. What? damn near 60 days at this
0: point i don't know no, man I, 30 days sick. ago it was, I, was december 15th what, what was the actual event there mike it wasn't that far I, from I, that, was it, that it was like december 2nd third it was okay, the first so week of december day.
1: right yeah yeah about six weeks ago thank god john i almost sent us back to the to, to the age of the dinosaur let's uh <laughs> so let's uh let's let's put our feet up and let's talk to uh you know, the last member of Team North America, Mr. Mike Powell. So, we're going to run you through the same thing that we did uh, with Will and Hunter last week, or a couple weeks at this point, I guess. We're going to start with walk us through, you know, all the testing you did leading up to, and then kind of walk us through what tech choices you landed on and how comfortable you felt. And then just just walk us through the weekend. I, I'm, I'm all ears. I want to hear about worlds from your perspective.
3: Alright, um, so You're I'll, start
2: with, t- Talk
3: to I'll me. start with the testing. Um, mm-hmm. I think early on, we were, me, Hunter, Will, we were discussing, I want to say it was Mono Lightning, because the new Odin was pretty good, and we wanted to test the Zande. Um, the Zonde turned out to be not great, the Odin was pretty good, but overall Mono Lightning was kind of mid it, Pretty fair. It didn't, yeah, <laughs> it didn't it didn't didn't feel like it was quite strong enough, especially for something like Worlds. Um and I think they they diverged a bit on what they were testing and what I was testing. I was testing more mid range and control decks, and I think they were starting to lean more towards aggro. Um Dory messaged me, I want to say maybe a week or two into testing um with his mono ice deck that they, they ended up taking. Um, and I did a ton of testing with that. Um And I was, I was really considering it, but I had one, I had one weekend where I was testing it and I swear every game, like the first three damage were all EX burst and I lost every single one of those games. And it was driving me insane. I was like, I was like, I can't, I can't do this. I can't just lose to burst in, like, the first three damage, this like, it just shut me down, like, so much. Um, especially if it was, like, Lev 6. Lev 6 was absolutely mm-hmm. brutal against the deck. Um, it basically was, like, a game enter, um When um, your opponent would, like, well, when I would Rufus Rug, which is usually your best opening, and then you see that, and it's just, it's game over, basically. I guess I'll go
1: fuck myself.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, so I scrapped it but I kept it in mind and I was paying attention to what people were talking about online and I saw that other people were kinda stumbling upon the same idea with the ruggedine and the agro ice stuff. And so I was like, Oh, so this is this looks like it's a known thing. Um people are figured out have figured out that ruggedine is pretty strong and and then I do watch John's weekly, so I, I did notice that it was beaten up there pretty well, and um, I know Chocobo Joe was um, doing pretty well with his Wolf 7 deck. Yeah. Um...
2: <laughs>
0: Joe, look, Joe has been and... cheating three drops in, uh, for a while now with, with Joe Bez, and yeah. uh, as soon as we saw the wall card, we knew Joe would be the one to bring it to locals, and I think the first time we saw it played, it was just clear how... I think that's true of anybody. The first time you saw Wall Seven hit the field, right? You're like, "Oh fuck, huh? Okay." <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that, a lot. That was, yeah,
3: that was kind of my overall feeling with it. Like, I tried to put together a Wall Seven deck. Um, my list that I was gonna, if they weren't good, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. everything I was testing felt really like fr- round that card felt really inconsistent. Um. Had I went to Japan maybe a bit earlier, I probably would have ended up playing
0: mm-hmm.
3: the deck because Kaka was testing it, and which ended up making um, Hancock's switch to it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and the list, the Japanese players list was actually very, very good, which is obvious because they they both made day two with it and ended up winning. And it's kind of what the foundation of the deck looks like now. Um but I was like, all right, well, I want to say maybe two weeks before Worlds, we had determined that it was going to be a, a decent amount of wall 7. Probably um, Ruggedy Nagro. And these two things were testing as, like, from what I was hearing from others, as the strongest decks. Um, so I wanted something that could stand its ground against those. So I ended up going with a mono water list that was pretty heavy on burst, and I was playing, like, Porum and stuff, because Porum is pretty good against um, General Rug.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, how about uh, uh, no pretty... abilities for you, sir? <laughs> yeah,
3: just, just shut him down right at the start. It's almost like Porming um, two
0: guys, right? Porming Rug, because it's like the other guy won't get their attack trigger, and he doesn't get to attack. And, uh, yeah, very good.
3: Yeah, it's Yeah, I don't think they can really kill it um because like i think their only out is ishtola and he just blanks the ishtola before (laughs) combat and and like i think they have to get a charlotte out to stop him from taking Mm -hmm. over the game um but that still that still buys me a lot of time um because like but like i said i was i was planning to see a lot of aggro so i was like all right mono water high express count Porum, like lane Lev Six. Um, I was playing the Opus One, um, three-cost Leviathan in my list because mm-hmm. uh, bounce felt actually pretty good from like what I was testing. Um, and I was trying to cut back on the monsters a little bit because monsters were feeling a little too slow against the
2: things I was testing against. Um, and that like so that was the first deck I locked in on. I wanna
3: say I was bouncing between a bunch of things for my second deck. I I had an ice lightning list put together that was used in General Rug. It it was okay. It was very average. Like it it feels like Ice Lightning. Like it it feels like you have a bunch of 50-50 matchups and you're kinda of relying on just outplaying your opponent. Um
2: and it
1: um. Who wants to do that?
0: Well, not at Worlds. Yeah. You, 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 <laughs> no. You don't? no. Um, yeah, at Worlds you're not relying on outplaying all of your opponents as as your nah. main strategy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Um. <laughs> but because you're generally just trading value the whole game, mm-hmm. um, while applying pressure, and in all honesty, it it felt pretty bad against the mono ice deck. Um. Like, they're just, their ability to slam something down fast and start hitting your hand, and when all your stuff wants to cost, like, 4 CP, it feels pretty awful. Um, and General Rug is, it's kind of brutal. Um, <laughs> it's kind of brutal. Like, your, your big out to him is basically, you need to dull freeze him, and then off him. And that just, it's a, it's more work than you would like to be putting in. Um...
0: Yeah, the first strike just just checks the whole deck great, like, there's nothing that big. The 19k, the pump, the brave, the first strike.
3: Like, everything on that card is like, oh yeah, I I just beat your whole deck basically. Have you seen the size
0: of his sword? (laughs) (laughs) But,
3: um, I would say, and then I think I, I think I was thinking about taking 13. Um, my 13 list was gonna. I was playing Edgar in it and I had Zidane. Because from what I was testing, the Fire Wind Zidane, uh, Zidane was, was testing very well. Mm-hmm. Like, if you are able to cheat it out pretty early against um, the Ice deck or the um, Wall 7 deck and hit either their Ruggedine or their, their Wall 7 um, in each of those matchups, it, it feels pretty good. Because um, mm-hmm. <laughs> their whole deck is is a little worse overall unless you like get to use these cards and if i can just apply the pressure and kill them before they um they can draw into new copies then it was pretty good and and this dang was actually really good against the control matchups so i was like i was like this is probably a valid choice um and then the third one was a Magisa deck. Um my Magisa list was maybe two cards off from Hunters. We didn't discuss it, which I thought was kind of funny. Um when I saw his list posted after Worlds, um, I was like, I was like, how many cards off is this? And I think it was like two or three. It was pretty close. He um he had a Larkesius in his list, and in hindsight I probably should have played one of Larkesius in mine. Um
0: yeah, the but, old uh, one c p backup that removes the guy from the game yeah
3: yeah it's it's, it's pretty good uh, <laughs> but I did a lot of talking with k p in the week leading up to worlds, and he um he's never been a i feel like he's not a believer in thirteen, so he always every time I mention like if i think if I'm thinking about playing it, he always kind of discourages me a little bit um
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> So like, KP, I always end up dropping it. in your ear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, play Varstel. Play Varstel. <laughs> oh my god, KP, you have a type.
3: Oh no, he hundred percent sent me like three Varstel lists. Oh my
0: god.
2: <laughs>
3: like, and he, he wasn't—he wasn't trying to get me to play it, but he was like, "Look at these." <laughs> <laughs>
2: Never but, changed, um, KP. Not surprised.
3: <laughs> right. But I ended up bringing. I think I ended up bringing like thirteen decks with me to, to ban. just in case. Like I changed my mind last minute on my second deck choice, or if I saw something that like it's like suddenly it's like, oh no, I've made a bad choice for my second deck. I can switch.
1: That um, oh, was TSA a
3: nightmare for you then. <laughs> Not really, actually. It it was every overall the travel and everything was like really smooth.
0: Um...
1: I feel like if I was going to take multiple decks on an air on an airplane, they'd pull me into the side room and stick their finger at my ass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the old the old deck check, round zero.
1: That's right. They give me the old round zero deck check. Jesus, my <laughs> God.
0: Wow! Well, um, so, so you well, you now, ended up on. We're ended on mono in. water we're
3: and Megisa.
2: All right.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. Now, which one was your which one was your deck A and which one was your deck B? Because if I'm not mistaken, uh, you played like the first four rounds with what deck A, and then the second half was deck B. Yep.
3: Um, deck A was mono water, and deck B was Magisa. All right, you're strapped um, in.
1: You were strapped in. You're there. So now, walk me through your matchup.
2: So,
3: round one, I get a feature match. It's against the reigning world champion at the time, Kurosawa. No pressure. Um, yeah, 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 no not, pressure not at all. I, I was like, I was like, damn it, first round already on camera. <laughs> all right. Um, though I, I was, I don't think I was that nervous. It, like, it was pretty... Overall, I think I was relaxed for the most part throughout the whole tournament. Um, but he was on Four Color Wolves, um, the tribal version, and he... Um, I think my opening hand, I had no backups, and I molded into a hand where the only backup was a Loprit. And so turn my turn one, I played Loperit, um, didn't see any backups off of the the draw too, um
0: and Not like this
3: Yeah, it, it no. feels pretty bad Um But I was like, I've dug a lot and so, yeah, maybe I'll see some in the next, like, turn or two Um, the next turn I didn't draw backups Um, so I followed my turn one up with, um playing a a Tidus Um the Tidus is okay in the matchup because sometimes it takes him a little while to set up and you can get enough free like damage in with him um that it ends up kind of like stealing you the game in the long run. Um I do know that the matchup if they if they are able to get to their get to their four colors before you can get your backup set up, you are in pretty big trouble. Um your ability to respond to what they're doing um Usually cost a lot of resources, where is they're not really investing a whole lot into their board states, um and they tend to keep a pretty large hand. It, which it becomes pretty evident a little later in the game, because I think he he goes about four forwards wide, and he still has five cards in hand, and I had to level Leviathan. I, I think I might have it might not even have been a Lena Leviathan. I might have just played a Leviathan like hard casted it. To deal for the time in danger yeah it was it was pretty bad um and I ended up killing a bunch of his forwards, and the next turn he just re dumped the whole like back onto the board again um and it was I was in the exact same place I was before i leviathaned um mm-hmm. but i got I want to say the first I hit him for three points with the Titus and I'm pretty sure all three damage were ex burst. It was it was pretty lucky. <laughs> yeah, um, I didn't feel too. Uh, so I, I obviously lose this match. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't feel too discouraged afterwards because like I felt like I didn't play incorrectly. It was just. Uh, it's like I got choked on backups. He actually set up his backups really fast. I think he had like all four colors on turn three mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, round two, I played against Haragai, who was on four color wool, um, the good stuff version. He, um, we were the backup feature match this round. So I think they actually, people got to catch the end of my match. Here, which it was it was a because I got to see me lose to this a similar deck again.
2: Um, oh,
3: no. ah. um Yeah, he he also was able to set up his backups really fast. I think he got all four colors out on like turn three again. Um and it was just a parade of walls and um the fire winds of dane. The fires winds of dane absolutely wrecked me against him. Um like he was shredding my hand with and I could not draw away to like this answer it. Um Round three I played against JFB. Um he was on Scions. I think it was pretty similar to his list that he played at Euros. He um <laughs> He had like the worst opening I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Which like I can I felt bad for him, but also kind of felt good because I was like, ah, oh, maybe maybe my bad luck, my bad juju is transferred <laughs>
2: over. Because
3: um, <laughs> he goes, he goes, turn one, draw, discard the hand size pass. I no. Was like,
0: oh,
2: no, I was like, oh, oh no. Shit. <laughs>
3: So I get oh I get gosh. maybe infinite time to like set up and by time by the time he ends up going like super wide, I I have been holding a Shinryu in hand for several turns. So I just he instantly gets blown out. Um It's pretty bad for him. Um round four, I played Alvin. Um he was the uh he well <laughs> alvin <laughs> he is a uh, um he's a southeast asia yep. um champion um he was also on four colour wall
1: feel like you had a really diverse <laughs> first few rounds of cards there brother it it's it's really funny it's
3: so the four colour wall matchup was probably the matchup I didn't wanna play against the tribal or the um <laughs> the good stuff version. With the mono water deck, because like I said, if they set up before I do, it's 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 an uphill battle. Um, and
0: unlike the wall seven deck, we were saying, and, and ice where you really like, "Oh, bounce feels really good right now." It's like no, bounce is still awful against the four color warrior play deck. <laughs> yeah, it's like I I hit they hit left
3: six and they're like, "So, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to draw extra yeah. cards." Um, yeah, I think I think we figured out there was four people on um the four color wool tribal and good stuff in the first four rounds and I played three of them. Oh uh-huh, man. Um which was 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 uh, really unfortunate. Um but he did not get set up before I did and we had a long grindy game and I ended up um he had a turn where he tried to play uh left six to bounce my um, he wanted to bounce my Leviathan because he was going to try to push for lethal, and in response, I played a one CP Leviathan to try to bounce my lena to my hand, so it, I would get a double nick nine thousand <laughs> of my Leviathan to like just pretty much clear his board, so he wouldn't be able to attack, and then I'd be able to kill him on the swing back. Um, and in response, he casted another Lev six from his hand targeting my leviathan um <laughs> which ended up costing him his hand and left me it left me with a uh, left me with like one blocker he was planning on bouncing the leviathan and then bouncing my other forward and it it didn't work out for him quite the way he wanted to he um after the game I think he told me that the he wasn't expecting the 1 CP I mean, not the 1 CP but the opus 1 leviathan and it just Really, just screwed up his whole turn. Um
0: Yeah, with the uh, unit you know, down, that two CP like just answer the instant speed answer is so important. I think right now.
3: Yeah, it's 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 pretty strong. Um, but so I ended up two and two with um, the water deck, um, and I was I was kind of happy because was like I was like, oh, I played three bad matchups, and ended up. Two and two,
2: like, I'll will take it.
3: Nice um, turn
1: around. You turn the ship around. Nicely done.
2: So on to deck B.
3: Round round five. I have to play against Viridian. I know Viridians are lightning, and I am I am pissed. Because <laughs> <laughs> because one I'm paired down against Viridian. Ah. Uh... And... <laughs> I know how bad the matchup for Magisa is <laughs> there. Like, I played a lot of Earth Lightning this past season, and it, it is dreadful.
0: <laughs> and you, you sure get your Magisa practice in. Yeah, uh, around here.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how many times I've played Hunter with that deck, and he is, like, bitched about the Earth Lightning matchup. <laughs> when he's playing, he's like, <laughs> he's like it's unwinnable.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, all you're doing is wiping his board over and over, and, and his whole thing is not committing to anything but the forwards on the board. So yeah, it's just ugh.
3: Yeah, it was... Um... The game ended up going pretty long. He couldn't really apply pressure um, to me, because... I... I was able to keep putting threats out, despite the fact that he was able to keep killing things. Um, and he was worried, constantly worried about haste. I don't know why he was why he was too worried, because I, I don't think I had him, like, to the point where I could push for lethal. So
2: mm-hmm. he
3: probably could, he could probably take a point or two damage-wise. Um, I think I ended up almost decking out, because... I played one Megisa, he kills it, and I don't think I see another Magisa till I was like two thirds of the way into my deck. Um, which was pretty awful. I like is when the deck is literally named after her, um it becomes pretty bad when mm-hmm. all you have is these little ping effects that, mm-hmm. and the things you wanna search out with her. Um But that's, that's the deck works like that sometimes. Sometimes it just it the you have the little variance that it comes with. Um so I lose there. Round six, I play against Shota Inamoto. Um This was a feature. He was on four color walls. Um I <laughs> You think sure he got had... your
0: reps in, huh? Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Jesus.
3: He um He had I think he had a pretty bad start. Because he, he went he goes turn one, play Tiro, and that was that like just the alarms is like oh he's got a really bad opening hand so let's just press um, which is into what I ended up doing I I get him to two damage and I think I'm setting up trying to set up the board where I, I might be able to kill him the following turn um, he plays a shinryu and I think I had an ifrit and I was thinking about Ifriting but he'd be able just to cast the second Shinryu from hand and do it anyway. So I ended up um, almost rasuing it. Um, if he has the second Shinryu already in hand, then it's it is what it is. Um, but he didn't, and on the following turn, I ended up pushing wide enough to just hit him from hit him for. I think he was at three. I think I hit him straight to seven. How you do it? Um. Then, so I was feeling pretty good at that point because, like, while well, I'm three and three, I'm still in it. Um, I just need to win my next two. And no pressure, easy enough. You got it <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so round seven, I play against Alex Hancock's, <laughs> and he's on Mono Wind, and I'm like, well, Mono Wind's a good matchup for Magisa. Um, <laughs> uh, foreshadowing
0: <laughs> for for later, yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um so I I have played the other side of that the other from the other side of the matchup um a couple times and I I know that because Magisa is a little probably a little slower than some of these other aggro decks mm-hmm. Wind can sometimes get enough time to stabilize and just take over the game and especially if they have an early um if they have like timely dryads or typhons it can really screw up your deck mm-hmm. um and so i think my opening hand i had a magisa i had i had no pingers in my hand which was awkward and i didn't i really didn't want to Mole to try to find another magisa and a pinger as like well i have a lot of ways to deal damage to magisa in the deck um so the odds of me drawing those are pretty high and I also had a um, meath in hand. I didn't have any multicolor, which was also weird. But I was like, alright, so if I draw a multicolor or a ping effect, then I'm I'm live. Um,
2: unfortunately, I didn't. Mm. And so my start was a little slow. Um,
3: I did apply some pressure. I think I hit him for a couple points of damage. He hit two ex bursts in, I think, in the three damage that I I managed to deal in the early turns, which I I I was I was a little I was a little annoyed about because I was like I was like ah oh, geez man, <laughs> I know this deck isn't playing that many. There's no way he's playing like more than seven, most likely. Like <laughs> I think I think he ended up playing I think he was playing five,
2: total oh, or something like
3: that. Because uh, he hit um I think he hit an Alexander and he hit a a uh, Chokomog. Um but he had a timely he had the timely dryad for my Megisa. I brought my Megisa back I think the next turn with uh the uh what the hell is his name? The Iodolus. Yeah Iodolus. There you go, thank you. <laughs> I brought it back with the Iodolis and um the next turn when I went to Pinger again, he had he had another Dryad, I believe. So he oh, ended up man. killing two of them. Um it it felt it felt pretty bad. But I think he ended up topdecking. Like he got to his back he got his backups to the four. And he was topdecking and he top decked a Shinryu. And I wasn't playing around Shinryu. I wasn't expecting the Shinryu. Ooh. I should've I should have expected it. Um because like my main reasoning for not wanting to try to like play wind is um yuzuki like you that card is hard to deal with um you you basically have to blow your dryad on it or have to see you have to see a way to remove it cuz you can't board wipe them otherwise cuz Luso is a damage based board wipe and it's going to protect all their forwards um so i was like so when he played it, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense because I wouldn't play this deck if I wasn't playing. I wouldn't play that deck without the Shinner Yu to get around the Yuzuki board states <laughs> or the really early like aggro turns that go wide. Um, I, I Amaterasu'd it. I don't know if that was correct. I might have should have just let it go because I think it would end up costing him I think almost his entire hand. Yeah. To do the special that turn, um, not sure. I don't think it would end up changing the outcome of the game because he still had um, Moogle Eleven, too. So he would have been able to get another special again if I tried to go on that. I think that was my logic there. I was like, I was like, well, if he's gonna if he's gonna do the special regardless, I'm gonna make him search for it off of the Moogle Eleven in addition to.
2: makes Um,
0: sense yeah 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 make you know make him have it make him do it make him pay for it you know it's it's the best you can do right yeah but um
3: he stabilizes and i think he ends up um he ends up board wiping me with it and then i think he ends up loose sewing me a little bit later and it was pretty much done like wind snowballed the way wind snowballs and um i know after the game he told me that i got insanely unlucky like he's like he just between the burst and the shinryu as just he's like he thought he was dead before the game even started and between and also me not having the way the ping the magisa turn one um, which it's fair but I'm not gonna <laughs> pretend that like <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, so at that point I'm out
3: of oh, contention. i just having which, fun. i just having
2: fun.
3: Yeah, uh, well, round eight, I have to play against Kaka, who's undefeated. Um, Which is, like, an insane pair-up, because there's no one... He's played everyone else at the top tables. Um, And I know he's on his Ice Water list. And, like, feel like Magisa's not a bad... Is, is pretty good there. I want to say. Like... Mm-hmm. Like I think my stuff lines up pretty well, um. And so I was I was I was like, wait, maybe like if I don't make day two, maybe I can give him his only loss for the weekend. <laughs> there
2: you go. <laughs>
3: so let's let's try it. Um, I started off pretty strong. Um, he goes turn one, slams a Griever. I, I quickly kill it. He um. He goes and gets. The Ultimecia does the stuff with her. And then the following turn, he plays another Griever. I'm like, well damn. Um <laughs> oh, I no one plays this... around the turn two Griever
1: after the turn one Griever.
3: <laughs> I um I managed to kill this Griever while the Ultimecia is still on the board, so I didn't have to worry about the that trigger again. Um All right. things were pretty back and forth for a while. I think we both ended up kind of like in top deck mode. Um, my board state got a little better than his. Like, I think he ended up with like nothing, no Fords in play. And he had a couple cards in hand. And I swung at him. Like, cause for a, for a good while, that second Griever was holding me off from attacking. Um, wouldn't let me apply any pressure because he just nukes the Fords when I swing. Mm-hmm. Well, nukes a Ford. Um, and I believe I hit a left six and it bounced my star to my hand. And um, he gets back a water card. I think it puts him at four cards in hand. Cause I think he had three. Um, he draws up and he pitches to plays Rufus, pitches to plays rug. No. Does <laughs> a double discard. Um, so, and I only had two cards in the hand including the ax star. Um, and so I'm sitting here, and I'm like, I'm like, Jesus, um, <laughs> I'm in top deck mode. I have a couple forwards in play, but nothing that can block here, like, and trade or do anything I can't tack over the, um, Gentle Rug. I think I... I managed to kill the Rufus, but the the rugged I just could not deal with off my top decks. Mm. Like it just stayed there and it took over the game. Like he was able to basically just get a point of damage in every turn for the rest of the game, and and um, I ended up losing.
2: <laughs> so I ended up
3: three and five, which is not great. <laughs> not not ideal but i'm i wasn't terribly upset with how i did because like my intention was the i can the, the decks i chose i was trying to be aggro decks and i don't think i played really any aggro if, if, if looking back at like i think the icewater deck was as time <laughs> yeah i tried to meta game and and miss the meta um because I think, I think oh, Aggro was probably about half the room. I think we yeah. like figured out all the deck lists.
1: Uh, it was all just the on the half you weren't sitting on.
3: Yeah, yeah. It was. It, I think it was the the loss in the first two rounds. I think the Aggro decks were winning, and I I I put myself out of their brackets. Um,
0: yeah, wound up in the forest of four CP wall.
3: Yeah, just like a dude, just, jungle, just dude. wandering.
0: Not even jungle. Gen- I mean, like very strong deck. Yeah, it's that's just, true. it's, yeah, just, it's, 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 it's yeah, it folds to some of those angry strats that were going on, um, especially like the discard-heavy strats, you know. And then next thing you know, it's uh, you're you're playing these very real decks, just uh, the the ones that you were hoping to dodge, <laughs> all in succession. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, I was I was really surprised because. Uh, <laughs> In the testing for worlds, like I tested four color wool and I tested against the ice deck and and it was it didn't test well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like I was like, I can't bring this. And I figured because people were talking about the ice stuff online and the rug, like it was a known thing and hell, Will and Hunter were in Japan for a couple weeks before Worlds and they were testing with the players there so mm. i felt like people it was a known thing like it wasn't something that was like super super out of left field yeah um is i just wasn't expecting that much or well it wasn't it was a whole lot it wasn't <laughs> i just happened. To you weren't expecting to
0: play lot against lot. it that much yeah 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 and in many other versions of the tournament you would be right right
2: <laughs> yeah
0: um like I think I
3: um I think I was telling Will that um the decks I chose would have probably been great in Top Cut.
0: <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Just hadn't uh, uh, having a chance to get to play against those lists is what you were looking for all weekend, right? But it just wasn't the stuff that you got to jam.
3: Yeah, and well, it happens though. I like I, like I said, I wasn't I wasn't terribly upset about it. Um, I was like I think I played well overall. Um, I never really felt like any of my opponents were a lot, like, so much better to me that, like, the skill gap didn't feel massive. At, like, any point that I was playing, it always felt like, felt very tight, and variance was going both ways for both players. Like, who hit burst? Bursts were really swingy on games. Um, it felt like. Like, if I hit a lot of bursts, my opponent was gonna lose. And if if my opponent hit a lot of bursts then i was gonna lose like it just i don't know it felt a little weird um i think that was probably the only thing i had issue with the tournament because the best of one made that feel probably a little more potent than it i think it felt like it like gnats or something
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah it's also like so few players it's uh I always think it's like you guys should just get to play more games. You know what I mean? Like just make it two or three. Like you're there at Worlds to play the game as much as anything. That you is. know? Yeah.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't have hated best two 3s. <laughs> yeah.
0: But um, yeah, that would have
1: been good. But I will also agree with you, Mike. There is no, it's there's there's no timeline where you don't deserve to be in that. I'm glad. I'm glad you felt the same way. I'm glad your games. Uh, i you know uh, I, I would take going three and five at Worlds over going. I don't know seven and zero in a crystal Cup because you're
0: at fucking Worlds, you know. <laughs> yeah, like the floor that is pretty my, high, yeah.
3: Yeah, that was my mindset that, going to it. I was like, I, I'm I'm here, like so. It's just an accomplishment to be here. Um, mm-hmm. That being said, it is still a little disappointing. Like I. <laughs>
0: <laughs> of course, right? Yeah. Yeah. You
2: know.
0: Like
3: you don't want to travel all the
1: way across the world to not do well. You know what I mean? I definitely get it. I mean,
3: Japan was hell of a consolation prize anyway. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: Exactly. I know. Uh, I know. I speak for everybody here when I say we are definitely, definitely damn proud of you. Absolutely, uh, you brother. Had a hell of a season thanks, Brother. Hell of a season. and uh, we know good and damn well you can do it again. Um, but with with that being said you know, we're gonna we're coming close to wrapping this thing up. twenty twenty four is upon us. That means a new, a fresh cop season. The slate is wiped clean. So I'm gonna start with you Mike. what are uh, what's your goal? Do you have a uh, a twenty twenty four Final fantasy trading card game resolution? What is it you are looking to accomplish this year?
3: Well, I set goals every season, so um, it's kind of like the thing I always um do. Like this past year was go to Worlds, and hey, I did it. Um, (laughs) this um this time, I think I have two. Um, I want to win a major. Like I haven't Mm -hmm. won, like a cup yet, or a national tournament or anything. But I would, I would, I would like to like that that's a step up from what I've done so far. Like, I've come in second, but I've never won Mm -hmm. anything big. Um, And then I want to go back to Worlds and do better than I
2: did this time. Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
1: And we, shit, pardon me, We, we both know here, I mean, hell, everybody knows you are more than capable of doing that. So I look forward to seeing it um and i definitely hope it happens you know i'm rooting for you you know i am now uh now john what about you yes, what, what kind of goals do you have going into this season
0: brother my first and foremost goal is to play in more events this season um we didn't have i mean there were what like 20 lqs and six uh materia cups last year of course we got to host we had the privilege of hosting one here in raleigh and, and i'd be in this horse to death so i don't have to go too much on that but you know it just means i i was working that one i didn't play in that one so for me it was um i went to florida of course with you and the boys uh at the beginning of the season garage gang um and then uh, i actually wound up flying out to um a local or or like a league cup or whatever not a league cup i'm getting my games crossed you know what i mean local (laughs) qualifier uh, store championship you know flew out to one of those um because near me man it was like a nine hour drive to get to the closest one it It was was. on like a sunday it was
1: in like upstate new york on a sunday well there was like georgia on a a, sunday so i didn't go to that
0: one and that's where uh that was like hunter and sam tool and then there was another one that was like 10 hours or something nine hours uh in West Virginia, that, that these guys was like, went to, like,
1: played in a Winnipeg or something. Like <laughs> it was in a
0: hole of the wall. I, I don't know, man. It was like there were just a bunch of them that were like, I. It just was like so crazy that that was the closest it could be. It was like the same amount of time and effort to just like travel to a real event. I don't know. So. This year, I plan to, to go to more of them. Um, you know, I'm really excited and optimistic about the quantity of events and the quality of events for next year, especially seeing the level of support that we have um, from a square for the Winter Cup. So um, I'm really excited about that and I'm really looking forward to this competitive season. I think there will be plenty of uh, additional opportunities. So I'm looking to take advantage of a lot of them um, and get back to Nats it's very strange to miss a year for me. So um mm-hmm. I will be absolutely getting getting back to that. But that's kinda like the level I expect to be at for myself. So um mm-hmm. of course of course this year I'd like to um I'd like to definitely perform well at one of the Crystal Cups or Materia Cups since my road to Nats has always been the local qualifiers. So um not not to piggyback on Mr. Major over here, but yeah, you know, I think that's um a, a a big aspiration for a lot of people is like I just really wanna to do really well at one of the bigger events and uh and you know qualify and get into nats brother how about yourself sir
1: well i mean yeah, again the overlap is definitely there um i want to just because i i ended last season on just such a low note i wish i would have put more time into it after blowing my wad at, you know finishing second at the first crystal cup of this or materia cup of the season um and then just doing nothing but also too, to be fair like you, you, you hit the nail right on the head. There was just no other events that I could go to and it be worthwhile. Nine hours for an LQ on a Sunday, not fucking happening. You know, I'm not going to not help you run the Poly Crystal Cup. So you know that takes that just took events off the table that we just couldn't go to. So. You know, and then, you know, on me for not practicing at all and then just hitting the bed hard when, I, you know, when I got to Nats. But, you know, I I was able to close that, like, chapter that mm-hmm. I'd been trying to do because I, I kind of got left hanging. Then COVID happened. Then I was able to, you know, kind of just dive right in and finish for the next comp season. So, really, my goal, my goal this year is to just continue to consistently find myself appearing in top cuts at, at events. I would like to continue to attempt to qualify at majors. I would love to, I would love to not finish second at something. I would actually love to, you know, like Mr. Powell said, winning a major would feel great. Um, I mean, clearly I can get close. Um, so I'd like to, you know, just actually cross the finish line, be the bride, not the bridesmaid for a change.
0: Finish your plate, brother.
1: There. That's right. Finish my plate. Good. Um, yeah that's really it you know obviously you know the the goal of doing well at nats and world you know and ask aspiring for worlds is always there but you know I always like to baby step and i I try not to be too ambitious i'm 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 optimistic yet guarded um but you know we'll just I think that's you know smart. we'll just take it one yeah just one event at a time i I always my goal go into any crystal cup any materia cup even in the winter cup this week my goal is just get the top cut get the top cut then we'll figure it out from there that's just kind of how i am at tournaments you know I, I treat top cut as a whole new tournament like i've I, cool i i i won the first tournament now it's time to get you know do well in the second tournament that's kind of the kind of the, the mindset there so i just want to just ride that mindset and actually practice more that's if there was any like so i took the long way to get there but if there was like any like actual goal is to have like a consistent practice schedule Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, which I know now. The way my work schedule has now shaken out, um, weekends are now one hundred percent mine and one hundred percent free again. That now, makes it a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, uh, it certainly does. Having so, a
0: Monday to Friday, nine to five, as uh, <laughs> as, as God intended, is, is always helpful for exactly. those kinds of for card games, especially. Um. Yeah, exactly. man. It's it's also one I I do want to add as I was thinking oh. about it, man. I mean, I went over my my player goals, but I feel like um you know I I can't talk about last year and the upcoming year without talking about what we did uh, as as a team, man. Right, like our, our the RVA returners oh. goals. You know, we um oh. I, I think this year we we always like to send as many of our boys to Nats as we can. Um, you know, this year had both you and Mister Tesper representing and uh, and out of you know, when you, you go down the list of returners who were actually competing last year, you know tighter crew actually traveling out and stuff than the past uh, as we were first returning to it. but um I mean, it was mostly, you know you me and alex going around so i mean i know uh, not to not to discount the people who showed up for raleigh of course locals come on out um mm-hmm. but i know i know kirk wasn't doing a lot of traveling around to events or anything uh this year some of our other guys you know trevor danny diaz some of these uh the the old heavy hitters uh, mr cookie kang mm-hmm. oh congratulations by the way mr cookie kang oh my goodness congratulations curtis oh my goodness yeah yeah she, um, said yes. she said yes yeah but um yeah man just uh i mean hopefully we get some more of the the guys out there hitting the uh hitting the bricks getting into the tournaments this year but um hopefully. production wise i never anticipated um having to do nets that was certainly not on my goal list for last year and and uh, it's not Warm it is dingo. not on my goal list this year <laughs> to to produce nets. Yes. but um, what is on my goal list is, uh, to continue to improve and develop what we provide to people as far as when, you know, when it is our, um, team that takes the responsibility for running an event, be it the winter cup or, um, you know, potentially, of course we would raise our hand again for something larger, uh, running back a materia cup or crystal cup or whatever it is for 2024, we, we would be happy to do. Um, and just making sure that we continue to, uh, provide people with like a really really fun tournament experience and good coverage with you know quality footage and and commentary and all that stuff so um looking to to always raise our bar a little bit and especially now that it seems you know the opportunities more than they have been in the last four years you know are are finally consistent and more prevalent um we're happy to step into that role because i think i'm proud of us i think we do a pretty good job
1: yeah, I'm I'm always at the ready to be an ambassador. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now that we're you know we're we're past COVID, as as I'm coughing up a lung, um, I, I like to think that we're now in that position that we should have been in in 2020, where we're going to have a lot of new eyes on the game this year. You know, we've got the you know the new Final Fantasy VII coming out this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Dude, so we got a bunch of new locals, a, a, a man. Chance yeah perfect yeah perfect so like this is the year where more eyes can be on the game people should you know ideally if there's more events people will be able to come out in more consistent um you know and more and more of a consistent frequency and we all win that way right like it doesn't matter where you go from from locals to worlds man we're all winners at that point as long as the game is thriving and surviving so that's that's what i'm really that's ultimately what i'm hoping for in 2024 and uh Brother, I, I can't wait to see y'all there. See y'all along for the road. See
0: longer. you there, brother. That's all I got, man. Uh, Mike, thanks so much for joining us this week and going over your, your whole world's trip. Um, oh, thank you, bro. As, as always, brother, do you got anything you want to say? Any shout-outs before we wrap it up?
2: Yeah, well... Usually? uh ah, Amethyst. She's great. <laughs> she's upstairs sleeping right now,
3: so... <laughs> That tracks, that tracks. Yeah. That's,
0: that's, yeah, it that's,
3: sounds about right. <laughs> that's
1: like 90% of you, you you <laughs> right, the time. You uh, are definitely... Both uh, of you are definitely cornerstones of... <laughs> indeed, and you are both definite cornerstones of the community. We all love having you. You're always a, a sight for sore eyes when you show up at a
0: All um, right, well, then I will see you guys uh, well, in six do, days. Do you have more Mr. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, go ahead,
1: go ahead. Oh, let <laughs> to no. shout at you guys because you guys oh. are fucking great. <laughs> oh,
0: thank you, brother. We weren't ew. fishing for it, but you know we'll take them.
3: Yeah, oh, you got Everything ew. you guys do for the community is awesome. Like, I don't know if you oh. uh, if, if you guys are aware, just like how great it is what you do. No,
2: thank ew.
3: you. Man. Flattery will get you <laughs> thank everywhere.
1: You. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we, it, it comes from a place of love and we're glad that people still enjoy it. Even after, you know, the changes we've gone through, the ups, the downs, the, the near leavings, the, you know what I mean? So we definitely appreciate it. And with a comp season right around the corner, we're going to have much more to talk about. We're going to get back to, you know, that frequency we keep wanting to get back to. Um, But thank you. No, thank you, Mike. We do it for people like you.
0: I mean yeah it's the it's the best uh, thing that you can get out of doing this kind of stuff <laughs> is, is people participating and enjoying it and and paying it forward themselves man It's just as um this game has always been a very big buy the for the community game and um absolutely yeah it's it's kind of the same energy we say for the octagon thing is like as long as four people keep signing up. And people keep watching, like we'll keep doing it, and it's just like, yeah, as long as the community pays us back in full, like we pay it forward, they pay it forward, and it just it's it's awesome to get to do this kind of stuff and and it means a lot to hear that from you guys, so thank you so much, man.
1: you're welcome oh man That's, I, that that I, I nothing I can't end on a better note than that, so uh, we will see you guys next week in person at the Winter Cup at Game theater.
0: That's right. We'll see you there. I'll try and get this one up uh, sooner rather than later. Hopefully on a little Monday morning drop for the people. And you guys, you too, can get prepared for uh, the Winter Cup, man. So, see you there. See you there. Bye-bye. Thanks once again for listening to the RVA Returners Podcast. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, you can head on over to rvareturners.com.